Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. The poet Raymond Antrobus is back with his second spoken word album. Raymond is deaf, and yeah, that comes up in his poetry. But he also writes about the experience of his dad reading poetry for him when he was a kid, making sure there was some way he could experience it. Raymond will be here to talk about all that and to read a poem from his new album. That's coming up. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Raymond Antrobus, the award-winning poet, wasn't diagnosed as deaf until he was about seven. His family thought he had learning difficulties, that he might be dyslexic. But when his mother bought a new landline phone, it was only Raymond who never seemed to react when it rang. And that phone kind of revealed his deafness. Since he was a kid, poetry and writing has been a way for Raymond to reflect on his life, including his lived experience of being deaf. So I got to talk to Raymond when his first spoken word album came out. He's uh, back now with his second. It's called An Investigator of Missing Sounds. And it's certainly Raymond reflecting more on on his deafness, but also on his family and their influence and and how it influenced their lives and how they influenced his life. To talk about this record uh, and to set up a poem from it, I spoke to Raymond Antrobus over Zoom from London in the UK. Uh, Shout out to Zoom, by the way, for the captioning of a Zoom call that uh, that helped us have this conversation. There had been some big changes for Raymond since the last time we talked. Just take a listen to this. Nice to see you again. Hey, hey, Tom. Good to be here. Good to be back again. And back on Zoom Canadian airwaves somehow. Oh, yeah. I, I hear that that's, that's where it's at, basically. That, they say that's where the magic happens. How, how have you been? How are things going? Um, good, good. Um, I think since we last spoke... Uh, I'm a dad now and I'm, uh, yeah, like kind of in, in, in the world of all of that. Is your time more concentrated now? Like given that you have a child in the picture now and given that your life has sped up so much, do you, is your time to actually sit down and put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard? Is that limited now? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think, um, I was so almost fearful of, never been creative again almost or at least they told me a, a few writers who i know who are also parents said that they they didn't write anything for two years and i was like no you know you know i i almost saw that as a as a challenge so what's happened for me actually is i i found myself writing more but i'm sleeping less i'm doing less of everything else basically but i'm writing more because that time that i get to write now is so precious that i've got it's kind of eliminated procrastination for me. I really just get on with it. Um, one downside is that I probably read less, which which I'm not enjoying so much. But yeah, I feel kind of like in a bit of a daze, a constant dazed channel where it's half the time I can't tell if I'm dreaming or not. You know, even this, I feel like I'm about to wake up and this has all been one dream. <laughs> you, you know, you are. 
<laughs> it's just a very, it's a very boring bearded dream with a Grateful Dead t-shirt. But there's a, um, th- th- that that does bring, because I was going to ask you about your dad, right? Because your father features on, right. on this album, um, uh, An Investigator of Missing Sounds. There are a few poems about him. Um, it's interesting to be asking you about that, given that you, you're you more most recently a father. Sh- should I be reading anything into that? I mean, you can, yeah. I think um, fatherhood has definitely given me a bit of a different perspective. It has given me a bit more grace towards my father, I think, because something that my dad did give me was, you know, a love of poetry, a love of language. You can know, can you a, tell that story? Like, can you tell me a little bit about how he he, he introduced poetry to you? Yeah. So he, um, when I was growing up, I was late to learn how to speak and learn how to write, learn how to walk, talk. Um, my parents didn't know I was deaf. And so when they, when they figured it out, I um, had to do like uh, speech therapy and um, this other thing called hearing therapy. And I was given hearing aids, you know, given all of this stuff. But my dad did this thing of um, on my on my arm, I've got a tattoo of a tape and uh, that tape he would uh, record mainly dub poets reciting poems on the tape and he would play them to me and then he would ask me to recite them. It, the way that I look at that now is it's a kind of a exercise into into language, you know, a, a door into language. Those uh, that time of him just kind of recording and playing poems to me by poets like Jean Winterbreeze and Linton Quincy Johnson and Marusa Baruka. And then seeing if I could, you know, recite some of those words, even though even when I was struggling to pronounce my own name at one point. So it's kind of um, something that's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a really uh, soft and kind and warm memory I have, which I think is fused with my, you know, general idea and feeling of poetry and of language, you know. And I, and I feel like so much of that began in a way in my dad's flat with him recording poems on, on a cassette tape and, and, and playing them to me and trying to get me to, you know, speak back to them. Dad reads aloud. I follow his finger across the page. Sometimes his finger moves past words tracing white space. He makes the moon say something new every night to his deaf son who slurs his speech. Sometimes his finger moves past words tracing white space. The night he gives the moon my name but I can't say it. His deaf son who slurs his speech. Dad taps the page, says, Tonight he gives the moon my name but I can't say it. I say, Rayman Akbar. He laughs. Dad taps the page, says, Try again. Try again. But I like making him laugh. I say my mistake again. I say, Raynan Akabok. He laughs, says, Rayman, Rayman, there's something, there's something else. else. I like making him laugh. I say my mistake again. Raynan Akabok. What else will help us? He says, Raymond, Raymond, there's something there's else. Something else. I'd like to be the moon, the bear, even the rain. Rain on Akabok. 
what else will help us hear each other, really hear each other. I'd like to be the moon, the bear, even the rain. Dad makes the moon say something new every night and we hear each other, really hear each other. As Dad reads aloud, I follow his finger across the page. He, he read them to you too. He read poems to you too, didn't he? He did, yeah. My dad also knew Wordsworth poems off by heart. And when he died on his deathbed, the, literally the last thing, one of the last things I ever heard him say was uh, a Wordsworth poem. He, he recited lines from it. And I didn't even recognize it as he was saying it. And it wasn't until later that I remembered a line and looked it up. I said, oh, it's a Wordsworth poem. What, what was the line? My heart leaps up when I behold a rainbow in the sky. So is it when my life began? So it is now I am a man. And be it when I shall grow old or let me die. The child is father of the man. And I could wish my days to be bound each to each by natural piety. You know, so he kind of, it was so, I don't know, it was quite a a visceral kind of (laughs) experience, like, having my dad just kind of randomly like just reciting these poems that he was remembering from his colonial education in Jamaica. You know, this was a a kind of another remnant that my dad kind of left me with, you know, left me to, to explore and to live by and live with. Um, So, you know, so much of that comes back to poetry and, and, and sound and, and, and rhythm and communication and connection and how one, you know, finds meaning in living. We'll be right back. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, Here, There and Everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to play the poem, The Perseverance, from this new album. And it's it's um, convenient and also planned that we're talking about your dad uh, up until this point. Tell, tell us a little bit about this piece. Perseverance is such a interesting uh, etymological kind of word. So it means uh, literally uh, continue uh, steadfastly, persist in a methodological methodical way um, despite obstacles or distractions. Um, but in terms of the content, it was more about like being left outside this pub called The Perseverance in, in Hackney where I was brought up. I was left outside uh, The Perseverance because growing up, my dad was, was an alcoholic. He was battling, you know, with the disease that is alcoholicism. And... Um, when he passed away, I had so many memories about kind of being left outside of that pub and just kind of waiting, you know, because um, there's one version of my dad who would be 
pre-drinking, you know, he's on his way to the pub and then goes into the into the perseverance and when he comes out and there's another version of my dad post-drinking, which emerges. And in between that kind of post and pre-drinking session, there's like an anxious child who's just kind of trying to figure out how to cope with both these versions of of the of, of their parent. Um, so that that's like kind of the yeah, the atmosphere of the poem. I'm excited that people are are going to hear it now on the radio. Uh, would you say who you are and 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 introduce the poem, please? My name is Raymond Antrobus, and this poem is called "The Perseverance." I wait outside the perseverance Just popping in here a minute I'd heard him say it many times before Like all kids with a drinking father Watch him disappear into smoke and laughter There's no such thing as too much laughter My father says Drinking in the perseverance Until everything disappears I'm outside Counting minutes, waiting for the man, my father, to finish his shot and take me home before it gets dark. We've been here before, no such thing as too much laughter, unless you're my mother without my father, working weekends while the perseverance spits him out for a minute. He gives me 50p's and make me disappear. 50p in my hand, I disappear like a coin in a parking meter before the time runs out. How many minutes will I lose listening to the laughter spilling from the perseverance while strangers ask, Where's your father? I stare at the doors and say, My father is working. Strangers who don't disappear but hug me for my perseverance. Dad said, This will be the last time before of a TV spilled canned laughter, us on the sofa in his council flat, knowing any minute the yams will boil, any minute I will eat again with my father who cooks and serves laughter, good as any Jamaican who disappeared from the island I tasted before overstanding our heat and perseverance. I still hear popping in for a minute. See him disappear. We lose our fathers before we know it. And I am still outside the perseverance, listening for the laughter. That is Raymond Antrobus and his poem, The Perseverance, a poem about his late father from his latest spoken word album, An Investigator of Missing Sounds. That album is out now. That is it for this episode of Q. The other episode uh, we have up today is my conversation with Maria Bamford. Maria Maria Bamford, I don't know, just a hilarious comedian. Uh, One of my first interviews, I interviewed her when I guest hosted Q, I want to say 10 years ago, maybe. Uh, Incredibly open about her experience with mental illness and not in the way that, I mean, maybe I'm sort of talking about myself here, but I find sometimes I'm really open about my own experience with mental illness when everything's okay. I'm like, you know, it's really important. It's really important to keep your mental illness in check. But like when I'm going through a bad time, which I I was recently, I didn't want to talk about it at all. Maria Bamford talks about it. She's open about it, even when she's currently struggling with it. And I really loved our conversation. Uh, Go check that out. Um, We'll see you soon. Later on. For 
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.